The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. A lot of people I found were like, you know, it's a bit of a risk having your first job in like a small business. Like, what if it doesn't make it? And it was something that I was like, no, like, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. I get like, all I have my a good lunch. Feeling about- <laughs> Hello Sunshine and welcome to She Was a Fire. It's time to stop dancing in the dark. Let's start your fire and ignite your spark. Welcome to episode 10 of season two. And today is the start of like, I, I'm not really going to call it new series because like we don't need another name for things here. You know what I'm like, guys. But I guess it's like the Spin Crew series where you've been asking for me to talk to some of my team from the businesses that I own or work in. And that's what I'm going to do today. And we're kicking it off with our longest standing employee. And that is Lang. Her like actual, like people get confused with her name. We'll get into that in a second. Um, And I think that today's topic will cover a few things like what it's like to work at Spin & Co. Um, It'll be a lot of you ask questions because I put up a DM box, um, what you wanted me to talk to Lang about. And a lot of you kind of a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of you wanted to know about how we balance friendship with like me also being her boss. So we'll get into that. Um, and then just like the general vibe of like working in the industry, I think we'll be covering today too. Um, I'm not going to do like a whole intro thing because most of the stories will come out when I actually talk to Lang. But before I start, as always, if you can share this podcast with a friend or family member, spread the word. That's how we're going to grow. All right, let's bring in Lang. Hello, Lang. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Lang actually does listen to every episode, so <laughs> love that. Um, all right. Before we get started in today's topic, we always kick off, as you would know as an avid listener, of with course. a fire starter. So my fire starter is not going to be, sometimes I do it on like, the topic, but today I'm just going to do like something that we've connected over. Oh, I've so, done mine on the topic. Oh, no, that's good. That's a good okay, mix. Okay. And I've done One Direction. Because that is sort of like how Lang and I really have bonded over the years. (laughs) Because it's the best. Yes. And I'm just going to do the best song ever because I feel like that's the best like hype up song that they have. So that's my song. What's your fire starter? Um, Well, I've actually come with a fire starter and the lyrics that resonate. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) You do listen. Love that. Um, So my fire starter is Just Like Magic by Ariana Grande. Just like magic, I'm attracted. I get everything I want because I attract. Of course, it's Ariana. <laughs> um, so the lyrics are good karma, my aesthetic, keep my conscious clear. That's why I'm so magnetic. Manifest it, I finessed it. Oh, okay. Love that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's ignite today's topic. As I said, we're discussing what it's like being a team member at Spinning Co., the PR world and working with friends. So let's kick it off with like how we know each other. So I don't even know what year that would go back, but we'd have to be about 10 years, right? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I guess we went to school together. Ish. I don't know. <laughs> like you're a lot younger than me. I don't remember seeing you in school. No. But you were dating one of Sam's best friends, my brother's boyfriend, brother. So my <laughs> brother's friend's brother. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I guess that's where we all kicked it off. I My first memory of you was a games night that we had together. What a memory. And we, we were teamed up. Yeah, we were teamed up for Articulate, which was so hard because it was like you have to do such personal stories sometimes on Articulate. And Courtney and I had never met before. So we were like... Um, what's on your screensaver? <laughs> I had like a, I remember we had like a photo of lime yeah. as my screensaver. And I was like, if we get really lucky and the word is lime, just say screensaver. <laughs> it's like the only thing we knew about each other. Yeah. Um, but Lang, how old are you? Just in context, everybody. I'm 27. 27, right. So yeah, Lang was quite young when we met. It was about, you know, maybe it was more than 10 years ago because you would have been younger than 17, right? No, I think I was after school. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right, then. Because it would have been while Nick and I were dating. Yeah. So as I said before, that weird trail is so Sam's best friend is Amy. Amy's brother is Nick. Nick was Lang's boyfriend. Nick also works at Spin & Co. Just to keep it all going there for you guys, as does Amy. (laughs) (laughs) We're all on great terms. Bring them all in. Let's (laughs) tell the day we all met. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's start with like your education and what you studied. Okay. um, So... 
When I finished high school, I actually wanted to be a fashion designer. Uh, in uni, I studied a double degree in fashion design and business. So my mum kind of said to me, you can do the fashion design thing, but you just have to do like a business or a law degree or like something else. Like a real else. job. Yeah, like something <laughs> else on the side, just in case you decide you don't want to go down that fashion route, which I did. Thanks, mum. And then when I did my business degree, one of my subjects was public relations. And that's, I didn't really know what it was back then, to be honest. Like I'd never heard of it too much. I knew about like- It was always something that you saw in movies, I think. with Like, oh, it's my publicist, like celebrities. Sex in the City. That's the only thing I kind of knew of it. Um, And so I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then after I finished my undergrad, I went on and did a master's in communications, which is- a lot more kind of PR focused, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And so I guess you, I, I met you that articulate night and then I just kind of knew you existed. But mm-hmm. then the next time I really got to know you, I guess, was you became our intern. Yeah. So right. um, it was all kind of weird timing at the start, I think. Like you and Sam had kind of just started Spin & Co. Like Both of us were still in full-time jobs, I yes. believe. So me and Sam, we hadn't actually officially left our jobs or anything. Yeah. And at the time, um, I was seeing Sam quite a lot just at like social things. Also like at Amy's house. Sam yeah. was there all the time. Exactly. And so, you. <laughs> so I saw him all the time and he was kind of telling me about it. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in going into that industry. Like if you ever have things I can just come along to, like, let me know. And so at the start, I kind of just went along to like a photo show, a photo shoot here and there, or like a random event that he had to go to. Yeah. Things he was organizing. Exactly. And then part of my uni course I had to do intern hours. And so I kind of started interning for you guys. Yeah. And I feel like you interned for a really long time with us. Um (laughs) (laughs) like a really long time. Probably we shouldn't have had you interning that long. (laughs) Well I kind of did it for my I had to do it for my undergrad and for my master's degree. Oh okay. All right. That makes sense. (laughs) It's all legal, everyone. (laughs) Um and so you kind of started I guess, doing just the bits and pieces events, but then when it became a bit more formal, that was when I had then quit my job mm-hmm. and I was working from my mum and dad's house yes. where we had two cats and you would come to intern and you were allergic to cats. Oh my gosh. And I remember <laughs> they would just like rub up near me and I was like, Courtney, get it away. <laughs> I'm like, so that's Sophie, serious. I don't like you. <laughs> um, and so I remember that, like it was like the no air con, my parents like side room. Oh my yep. God, that was us. And one of the first things we were doing was like YouTube research. I remember that. That was one of the first things we did together. You were obviously a lot younger than me and I wasn't like really up on the YouTube space. And it was just becoming kind of popular when like people like Zoella and Alfie and Tanya Burr and stuff were becoming quite like big names then. And I remember so clearly I was really big on Zoella back then. And when I introduced you and I knew that lipstick shade that she loved (laughs) and you thought I was so strange for memorizing a lipstick shade. And now look at you. Yeah. You were like, my favorite lipstick shade is 103. (laughs) And I was like, why the fuck do you know the name of the lipstick shade? (laughs) And then I started getting more into that. Then now I know all the lipstick shades and all the makeup names. I became like quite obsessed just like Lang did. Um, But I guess you interned for quite some time and then Sam and I moved out. We had our own apartment with Amy um, (laughs) and we were like had a little office within that apartment that you come to every day with us and it was Sam was never there he was always out and about at meetings and Mm -hmm. I kind of was at the house remember I'd be in like lounge where all the time be like it was basically pajamas but I didn't wear them to bed I used to wear put new clothes (laughs) on but I was at the house you were always so clear like no I got changed this morning and I was (laughs) like like, I didn't wear this to bed (laughs) meanwhile I rock up in like a button-up blouse Blair Waldorf vibes (laughs) I was like I'm not getting dressed up for my house and then we'd like make kitchen like lunch in the kitchen together we'd like go to Woolies and buy like a chicken a whole chicken and oh, then we'd yeah. like have sandwiches together like we like all these like really gourmet, gourmet lunches. lunches they were <laughs> so we good there. yes that was funny and I think in the early days of spin the way that we ran things was very different we were kind mm-hmm. of really going for that more traditional PR I remember we used to sit there and write press releases and call like um, journalists, email journalists. Scary that the was? first time we were, co- we were emailing, 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 and like, I think we need to call to get press. I know. And how scared we were to fucking call, pick up the phone and be like, hello. I just did remember you get my it so email? clearly, just like waiting for the rings to dial out so I can be like, oh, okay, then you pick up. <laughs> we were so stressed. But it was like all a learning curve because like you had never worked in a a PR agency, neither mm-hmm. had Sam and I, but we were starting this thing all based on Sam and his networking skills and we had to send our press releases and one of our first-ish, one of the early-ish clients was like kind of 
it was a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It was quite traditional. So we had to like constantly come up with angles, like medical angles to like, yeah. and then we'd be like, oh, it's International Flu Week. Let's write a press release about getting the flu <laughs> oh jab. Or like, oh my God, it's international. Like we always look at the international weeks because that seems to be like a real hot topic yeah, with the literally. press. Because you're trying to find these press angles. And then there was also, we kind of did that experience together where it was like what we had learned at uni and what was the real world was That's vastly different. That's what I was going to say. Like all you learn at uni is like you write a press release and then you send it out and then you follow it up. So that's kind of like all we knew. I, I don't know about what you learned at yeah, uni, but that's like all I knew. Like you write this press release on a topic and then, you know, put it out there and then someone hopefully bites. <laughs> yeah, they don't usually. So <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, so that's basically what we did in the early days and then we were – plan events, mm-hmm. like all from the house. I and mean, you went through three different houses with us, I think it was. Yep. Our parents' house and Sam and I were in two different homes before we then had the spin office. Yeah. Um, we had like a an office in Surface Paradise initially, which we didn't work out I of. I think I it went was, there once. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Family Sky was yeah. it? <laughs> it was like where it was like a an office where lots of different people were in like the same space and you had like your own room and you could use the a communal boardroom and things Which like that. Which I think that. is pretty common now. Yeah, I think so. Kind of spaces. Um, and so I remember the first day we had Emily Sky come in and we were like, oh my God, Emily Sky, we have to go to the real office. And we did media training with Emily Sky and we sat Courtney, across from this what conference we never sat in before. <laughs> yeah, so funny thinking about where we are now. But yeah, that was kind of like The first few years, I guess, it was just really like Sam was never around. He was Mm -hmm. always out of the office, always traveling, always networking at meetings and things. And we were just finding our feet kind of. Yeah, exactly. And we would have like this this cat, like this kitchen that was like a stray kitten in the street that we would come and feed ham to every day. (laughs) (laughs) It would come at like the same time every day. It was lunchtime. (laughs) I love cats. So I was like, oh my god, this Lang is still allergic. Yeah. <laughs> she put up with it for the kid. It was super cute. It was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So those were the kind of like the early days at Spin. It was really like, I don't know, is grassroots the right term? Like we did everything from the ground up. And yeah. We don't do really press releases anymore, or that traditional style of targeting journalists. The way that we more work now is Lang builds relationships with journalists and mm-hmm. so then she calls and says, We've got a story rather than like Here's up the press the phone, release. Yeah, like that. exactly. You've got, you've got a relationship. <laughs> well, I feel like at the start as well, like um, when I first started properly working for you guys after the six years of interning or whatever. <laughs> okay, was that um, long, guys? Don't worry. <laughs> um, a lot of people I found were like, you know, it's a bit of a risk having your first job in like a small business. Like what if it doesn't make it? And it was something that I was like, no, like I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. I get like, all I have my a good lunch. feeling about it. <laughs> Did your mum or dad say anything to you about like risking it? My parents were very, um, I guess, sceptical at the start because they were like, you know, it is risky. You're putting all your eggs in this one basket. What if it doesn't work out? And I kind of said to them, like, I was so young at the time. I kind of said, like, worst case, if it doesn't work out, like, just go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't just have like, so you only interned with us like once or twice a week. It wasn't like this is full time, obviously. Um, And then you were at uni doing your master's and then you were working at Vodafone and a bar. Yes. So you had like 15 jobs, (laughs) like working nine, then come to work in the day. Yes. Um, I mean, I just like to, I'm one of those people I like to keep busy and like, I didn't want to compromise my lifestyle for work experience. <laughs> so I was like, I can work at night times. And so, yeah, just made it work. Yeah. So you were like, a, I mean, I don't really like using the term hustle too much, but you were like working like a lot of hours plus doing like writing a dissertation. I remember I had to bloody proofread that Tricked fucking you monster into that one. of a thing. <laughs> I, know. I was like, she works for us for free. I better fucking read the dissertation. <laughs> like it was on YouTube. So I had lots of opinions by that point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you were really like doing all the things and like you were working in sales and you were pouring cocktails and you were doing PR. It was like really, and you also like, we should note, like are a very good student as well. Like you were getting Thank very you. good grades as well. I do pride myself in my <laughs> grades. But you weren't just like, for me, it's like P's get degrees, you know? Oh no. <laughs> See, no, that's Courtney, not that's vibe. so off brand for you. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't matter now. That's like, <laughs> um, so, so with Sam, both of us were just like, you just need to get the, obviously like there were courses that I did better in than others, but others that I really just dis- disliked. It was like, as long as I passed it, I don't really fucking care. But, um, 
Yeah, I think that that was like the biggest, I guess we grew together within the business. So even though like you are our first employee, you really have been like from the literally the beginning before we even had employees because you were the intern. Yeah. Um, And it was about us like figuring out how to write press releases and like, oh, what font do we want to use for this press release? And like, (laughs) oh my God, the fonts, (laughs) you know, and then like, now we have to call people. We're terrified. Like we have to tell Sam we haven't got any press yet. Oh my God. Now the client's like, what press are we getting this week? There are KPIs. And we're like, oh my God, there's no international flu week what will we do this week you know it was all of that kind of stuff where it's like we're organizing an event we've never done that before who do we call for the flowers oh it's like God, all it of those things that we were like working out together yeah so many memories that we were trying to work out together and also I had come from for me it was a big transition because I had come from a job where I was like an operations manager in a call center and so it was just constantly being bombarded with people and questions and staff and I'm having to lead a team to then just me four days a week by myself and then this little intern with me one day a week. <laughs> it's like, it's very quiet here. Like, <laughs> there and work there. Sam was never home. So it was just like, for me, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, my God, what can I do? A huge change. Yeah, a huge change. And then, obviously, like, we started to grow slowly. And then I don't know, at what point did you become a staff member? It was after – it was during my master's degree I started working two days a week. Oh, we just stepped up to part-time. We just – Baby steps. Well, we had to manage the money, you know. I just quit my job and this. Like, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I did two days a week with you guys, and then after I graduated from my masters, then I was full time with you guys. And then, at what point did we get the office? Do you remember? Um, you were full time by that point, yeah, definitely. I think so. so you had been coming to the house every day for gourmet lunches at that point. Um, and poor Aaron Free just sitting there like, lunches, I've never been given a gourmet lunch. <laughs> Um, I made you a toasty Tuesday last week. Okay, Aaron, it was a cheeseburger toasty and it was fucking gourmet. Um, Fair. Yeah. Literally yesterday when I was at Woolworths, I went to buy a roast chicken to make us like mm. a thing. And then I thought, oh, I can't really just do that for just like, can I? Yes, you can. <laughs> the rest of the stuff be like fucking rude. <laughs> this is for only people who've been with us for eight years. <laughs> Six years. Some of the people here wouldn't even be born that long. Yeah. No, not that young. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So, what is a typical day? Like, what do you do now? That's like a bit of reminiscing. What is your job now and what does a typical day look like for you? Um, so my job role, I guess, is account director. So I work um, quite heavily on the spin and co side of things. Um, I guess I dabble a little bit in the other companies. I oversee press for basically everything in the building, I guess. Yeah. Um, but with the spin and co side of things, I kind of take care of all the clients and managing their projects, um, anything that we do for them, essentially. And then. Yeah, so it could be like press, events, digital marketing, social media, all that kind of stuff, send outs to influencers, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so it kind of, like, I would say something that's very different about Spin and Co to other agencies, I guess, is that we work with all our clients very differently. So I wouldn't say we have two clients that we work with exactly the same. Like some clients, we will do a lot of social media stuff for them. Some clients, we don't even touch their social media. We just do press for them. So a typical day for me, like changes so much. Um, Let's talk maybe like in a week, what are the kind of things that you would do? um, So a lot of my day now, just because I'm managing so many clients and press and stuff. So a lot of my day is consumed with emails, (laughs) which is so fun. (laughs) But yeah, emails with clients, emails with press um and then I guess conversations with the team as well managing like if they're helping me with any of the projects I guess how we work now with the team is different people specialize in different tasks I guess so um if it's like an influencer thing I'll often work with Amy and Savannah if it's a press thing I mean I work with myself (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah managing with different teams Sam Sam works a lot with the press stuff too yeah and then like you know Aaron with photography, videography, that kind of thing. So yeah, different conversations with different team, which has been a bit of a learning curve recently. (laughs) So Lang was originally, what was your old title? Publicity lead. So Lang got a promotion, I think last year, Mm -hmm. now that you're account director. And that definitely gave her more responsibility. Um, And I think that the difference was your job didn't change too much but how much you were responsible for really did. Like it came to the point where you couldn't rely on Sam or I to remind you to do things or stay on top of tasks. You had to kind of step up yourself. Definitely was the biggest transition. Um, Like I was saying to you recently, I think um, 
the biggest thing for me is that I don't have you as that safety blanket anymore. Like I used to be able to be like, oh, like if I forget something, Courtney's got it under control. Whereas now I have to really be on top of everything. And also, I guess, um, we used working. to like share a desk all those yeah. years ago. <laughs> we used to like, basically sit on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, now like working with team as well is, I mean, I guess it was just you and I before. So. Yeah, and that definitely changes the dynamics. And you hadn't really been, I don't think, in your other jobs, like in much of a leadership role, I yeah. guess. So then working with like how your tone affects other people in the team and like yeah, you need to remember the tasks you've assigned them to follow up to them and like all those little things are like teething issues that you're One learning as I you go. One thing I am so bad at, Ooh, here like we go. so bad at, I do this thing where I forget when I ask someone to do something and then oh. they come to me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad you did that. I've also done it because I forgot I asked you to do it. Um, but yeah, like day to day, a lot of working with the team and with the media and with um, clients. With media, I guess, I mean, I'll go into it a bit later because I think I had a lot of questions around it. But with media, like relationships are everything in this industry. Um, like Courtney mentioned, we don't really do the whole press release thing. Like relationships with the media and with journalists and stuff is kind of our whole base, I yeah. would say. Um, so, yeah, a lot of chatting to media and stuff, um, a lot of planning and organisation. I've gone through every planning app, every spreadsheet, like, <laughs> Whenever I layout. do stationary collections that I'm launching, my tester is always Lang. It's like, <laughs> what does Lang think about this? What do I think about this? Because we're the two, like, most, I guess, anal about it in the building. Yes, definitely. Anal is a word that has been used to describe me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think several times a day I will stop and reassess like, okay, what do I need to prioritize now and reassess my day, which is something that's definitely come into my role a lot more since that promotion. I used to be able to rely on you a lot more for like, okay, Courtney, what should I do now? Like, what should I focus on? Whereas now it's kind of like. And I think that also started to change after my cancer diagnosis where I kind of stood up to the team and was like, guys, I can't be there to be relied on all the time. I need to be able to stand on your own two feet more. And I think you really took that on board, I guess, probably because you are the closest to me. Um, So it probably hit you, you know, I mean, like it affects you a lot. Um, And you, I think being here, one of the most senior people in that, well, the most senior person other than me and Sam in the building, like really took that under your wing. Like I need to like step up and Mm. make the burden less on Courtney. And so I think it was like all of that rolled into then you getting working towards your promotion because yeah. you started to take that responsibility on. Oh, thanks. What we didn't touch on <laughs> I, we, before we forget, so I call you Lang, but oh. so <laughs> Lang's name is Liang Z, right? So it's Liang hyphen Z. Mm-hmm. However, Nick in high school, her ex-boyfriend would just call her Lang as a nickname. It's like my high school nickname. I had on yeah. my jersey. Like Yeah, but so I that's how I met her in high school <laughs> and that was what Nick called her. So that's what I've always called her and everybody else in your life calls you LZ. Is that right? Yep. And, but nobody calls you Liang, but when they reply to emails. All the time I get Liang. I don't know why. It's like I've just I never think said they it. I think I've Lang never... is spelt that way? Maybe. But we spell Lang L-A-N-G. <laughs> we have this running joke where it's like, oh, Liang. <laughs> yeah. The only two people in my whole life that call me Liang Zi are my mum and my boyfriend. <laughs> but Liang Zi is like the full, so it'd be like if some girl's name is like Anne Marie, mm-hmm. you don't call her Anne, like that's not her name. Her name is Anne Marie. Your mm-hmm. name is not Liang, it's Liang Zi. Yeah. So and Lang is actually just a nickname. It's not a shortened version of your name. It's like whole other thing. I mean, I'm you know also the mean? type of person that you could call me just like Leah Susan. and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> hi. Yeah, literally. Um, so it's just so funny. We have this running joke now where people email and they're like, hi, Liang. And we're all like, oh. No hate to anyone out there well. that's emailed me. <laughs> no, it's so hate, but we are laughing at you behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> people sliding in your DMs like, Liang. But um, anyway, but also like even when you meet people, when we'd like go and meet people at your workplaces, when you work to Vodafone or whatever, and we'd be like Lang and like, who the fuck is that? Who is that Yeah, because you're LZ to everybody else and we're like calling you your childhood name. Many nicknames. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So just to give people context about what's going on there, that's what's happening with her name. Another thing I wanted to kind of touch on was like personality traits. Okay. Um, Anal. (laughs) Yeah. I think that Lang and I kind of have similar things that we've kind of both had to overcome 
as we've grown, you know, when I was a leader in other jobs, I, I see a lot of the traits that I had when I was younger in Lang, I guess, where we both are like not super emotional, mm-hmm. pretty blunt in the way we deliver things. Mm-hmm. And also like, I guess sometimes we seem like because we give things without heaps of emotion that we're like angry or cold. Yeah. I was going to say like bitchy. <laughs> yeah, but like really it was just like, I was just like, hey, can you finish that email? And everyone's like, oh, God, he's in a bad mood. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, what? <laughs> Me when I first started as well. <laughs> so, and like even like on the phone as well, yeah. because we have that very like, you know, cold delivery, I guess people yeah. would interpret things. We've both had to like over time get better with that. And one of the other traits that we both have is like defensiveness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that we're both very bad at like if someone's giving our con- us constructive criticism, it's like, oh, yes, but this, but that. But straight that, on the defense. The, yeah, straight <laughs> on the defense. But then like as soon as we leave the meeting, we're like, oh, my God, we did this wrong. We did that. We're like reflect like, oh, on God. it straight away. Um, so that's like a few things that we definitely have in common that we both are definitely like further along now, obviously. We've grown yeah. through that learning. I've seen like a lot of the traits that I had to when I first became a boss in my old jobs. And I'm like, I know I used to do that to staff. You know what I mean? And then like it's you're one of those things well. though where it's like you don't think that it's hard to just like work with a team of people, but it's harder than you actually think. Like people take things different ways. People learn things different ways. And you don't even think about that when you're yeah. just thinking like, oh, I work in a team. Yeah, exactly. You just think, oh, there's people to help me, not like yeah. all the back behind it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I think it's hard as well because we had grown so close and worked so closely, it, everything became like shorthand, like, you know, you, you understand where I'm coming from with things, that then when you throw other people into the mix and I, you know, yell out to whoever and say, do this, and they don't, they don't get where I'm even coming from or what even happened. And I'm like, that's not what I asked for. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even saying in that, we definitely will talk about that soon. But the teething issues we had about learning to communicate with each other. All right, let's get into some of the questions that people asked because there were a fair few. So the main thing that, I guess we're getting into it now, um, the main thing that everybody (laughs) kind of was asking a lot about was separating that boss and employee thing. And we were not friends first. We were boss-employee relationship first. I think it was very natural for us to become friends because, like you said, we had so much in like similarities, I guess. And then we were so the only people that together. we spent time with. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, I do think as well, correct me if I'm wrong, I do think it's different now as well. Now that we have a, diff- a bigger team, we don't work as closely together as we used to. We work no. on very separate projects. And so I feel like that helps with our friendship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that like we've definitely had Just a bit of my history. So Belinda, who works here, I have been her boss on two other occasions. I have been the boss in charge of my mother in a separate job, and I was Sam's boss in a separate job. So I have, through my whole life, been in a position of power over someone I'm close with, Mm -hmm. with some sort of close relationship. So for me, when so many people ask this question, it's just been so natural to me because it's always been my experience. So even when I had my first leadership role, I had worked in this sales job just as one of the people in the team for like three years. And then I got promoted to like a big boss and I was in charge of all of my friends all of a sudden. That was a massive learning curve for me where I was like, oh my God, I'm, you know, and that was like a very big company that had very strict HR rules. Like I wasn't allowed to go out drinking with my friends. Like a hot, yeah, it was like really strict. It was an American company. Um, and so it really we had to change. We do not change. have that rule. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's no inappropriateness or anything. There's still, like, normal HR lines. Um, but <laughs> we, you know, like, so I learned very quickly being able to separate, yeah. you know, what happens at work and what happens. But I think that the style of culture that we have here is, like, I'm just the kind of person that's like, that's a fuck up, don't do that again. And yeah. then we kind of move on, I, I think guess. us as a team generally as well, not even just you and I, like, even the rest of the team, like I would say we have very close relationships with most of the team. Yeah. But it's because it is, I mean, we are growing, but because it is a smaller team, I guess, like we're not working in an office of 150 people. I think it's just natural for us to have that friendship as well as working relationship. And we've had like, I want to say like a couple of times where we've had to bring you into the office and talk to you about certain things. Never any of it's like, you know, like she's done anything diabolical. It's just been like, you know, growth things where it's like, I need you to get to this stage and, you know, your job faster or whatever. And I think one of the more, the teething issues was initially like, um, I think, I'm trying to think back to like when we had like one 
more a bigger incident was that mm-hmm. because we were close, and I do get this with some different personalities too, and I, I guess I was that in some respect as well years ago, where it was like, I'll be like, oh, hey, what do you think of this blue box, for example? And then Lang would be like, oh, I think it'd be better pink. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go with blue. And you'll be like, oh, but I think pink is better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're just going to go with blue. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I think pink. And it would be like, okay, I get it. Please stop now. So it would be those kinds of little things that over time it was like, okay, at some point I can't be justifying everything. We need to like cut it. And that was, I think, probably one of the main things. I think another thing maybe in the early days that I can think of is a lot of the times, um, for example, if you were like, let's find prices for a chair. And then I would just assume that we want the cheapest chair and then not necessarily, you don't necessarily want the cheapest, you want this exact chair. But I'm like, oh, no, but this option is so much cheaper and it's so close. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm assuming something. Yeah, that was another thing, assumptions as well. But then I was assuming you got where I was coming from. And so we definitely had teething issues to begin with, I guess, with any staff member, that's the same thing. But I wouldn't really say it was necessarily our friendship that was ever the problem. Lang, anytime I've given Lang feedback, you've taken it as, like, Courtney's telling me what I need to do and she's my boss. And you've also, like... Have a cry and get over it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, like, you haven't really cried. Haven't cried in this new office. (laughs) I think you only cried. I think I've only seen you cried, like, work-related stuff maybe two or three times. You reckon? I think so. What do you reckon? I reckon I could. Oh, maybe not. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to go offline for this. I feel like... I, that one time that you and I had like a bit of a blow up at the office. It was a bit of a blow up. <laughs> yeah, Lang stormed out crying. And I was like, to Sam, mm, Lang may not come back. <laughs> not Me, sure what's happened at the here. same time, calling Sam, I'm never coming yeah. back. <laughs> Can't do the next day, Lang, on time at work. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, and then I think one other time, Sam had a chat with you when I was in the room, and that was pretty. I think it's that been was three that time times. I came over to your house. Oh, that was a more stress thing. You weren't in trouble then, though. No. You were just, like, stressed with your workload. I'm a star employee, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> she has cried four times, I say. <laughs> and then there's obviously been, like, you've had personal shit going on. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. But, like, that was just, like, I thought you were coming over to tell me you were, like, you're pregnant. I was like, please don't tell me that you're you pregnant. You were so stressed. I remember you FaceTimed me. And, and you were, like, like, messages me at night. Can I come to your house? I'm like, okay. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on here? It was fine. It was just that you were stressed, right? Yeah. Was like, what I barely even bloody remember. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, when you take on new responsibilities and things change in a business and dynamics change, you know, everybody kind of feels that tension. And so you have to like, obviously, um, we're a lot better right now because it was just like when one person was thrown into the mix, it was like, oh my God, everything has changed. Now it's like we have so many new people coming yeah, in sure. that it definitely feels just like, oh, whatever, it's another Normal. person now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we've definitely had those teething issues. But I wouldn't say there's never been like a this is a fireable offence or like anything like that. And you've always no. taken on any feedback that I've given you. We've never like, I think neither of well us hold on to things either. Yeah, I think no. that's really important. If one of us was someone that like, oh, I didn't like the tone Courtney gave me and held on to that, I think that would impact our friendship. But neither of yeah, us are like that. Agree. And I think also because we've grown so much together yeah. through this whole process, it's kind of helped as well because we're both kind of, we were both kind of learning together. Yeah. And as, I think also like, because you know who I am, that when I have to sit down and say, like, this can't happen again, make sure you do this next time, mm-hmm. because you know where it's coming from, Yeah, I'm not, like, a nasty bitch, that you take it just how it is. It's like, okay, I just need to improve this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that that's really key as well. So I don't know, a lot of people seem to have that issue, but I think that if you are the person in the position of power, you just have to do what your job is. Like, I'm very good at drawing that line, you know, mm-hmm. like in my previous jobs where I had to be my mum's boss. I was, That's hard. Yeah, it was hard. And it's like, you know, she wants to tell me off because she doesn't like something I'm and saying. And then she's like, like, no, I birthed no. you. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, no, no. And you can't like show favoritism. You have to be very like across the line. And so I learned that lesson very early on. And then I guess like as an employee, if your friend is a boss, you have to respect that they have to get their job done. Yeah. You know? And I think as well, because our relationship pretty much started when I started working with you. So we've always kind of had that dynamic, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, but even like with Belinda, and I'm sure I'll get her on too, um, that that I was, you know, friends with her mm-hmm. 17 years or whatever, and then I'm her boss in this situation. That's a bit different because it was friends first yeah, and exactly. then boss. Um, but it's still the same thing where it's like you have to take out those emotions at work mm-hmm. and respect that I'm getting a job done, you're getting a job done, and 
it, there's no personal shit going on. Yeah, it's just like you fucked up. I got to tell you or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you just can't sort of let those. And I think if I think where the trouble comes in is if the person like if it was you, you were then trying to use our relationship to yeah. like talk back to me or like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that would then become more of an issue but you've always had that line of respect with I'm Sam not and a I. confrontational person <laughs> yeah, definitely not um all right any difficult discussions and yeah I think we kind of covered that there was another yeah. question people had I think that it was I think that yeah that's that was kind of it, it was more I it's think more maybe, bit around stepping up like yeah always like getting you to the next level now we expect this from you we need to see this from you I think from my end as well like the only difficult thing that I've found being so close to you and Sam is like when I've been like, oh, I maybe want a promotion and like those kind of discussions as well are harder when you have such a good relationship. You know, like you don't want to talk about money to your friends and stuff. You don't want to talk about like taking on more responsibility when it's like, you're doing good at what you're doing. Yeah. So and I think even women generally have a lot of trouble having those discussions. Um, and Sam is very intimidating. You, you know, I won't <laughs> lie. And you can't go through me for promotions or, you know, salary increases. You have to go yeah. through Sam no, in the end. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd definitely be an easier starting point, but you yeah, have sure. to go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All the money for everyone. Um, but Sam can be quite intimidating. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether you're closer with Sam or you're not, he is, you know, any boss, I think it's intimidating for any 100%. woman. You know, to go in and be like fight for their job and whatever, but it does add that extra layer for you. And I think the other thing and why Lang has been with us for so long is that Lang has always treated this job like it was her business too. Well, because I've been here from the yeah, very start. Exactly. It's like a little baby. And I think that that's like a super valuable thing for an employer to have someone who I know that if she gets an email at 10 o'clock at night, she's going to have checked that and actioned it and dealt with it mm-hmm. and that she's not going to let it go on for three days and then, you know, everything's fucked up. You know what the I mean? notification there for three days would oh my just God. really... Can you imagine? <laughs> but people do do that. And like, I mean, there is like... I guess there are some jobs where it's like people will be saying, like, for your mental health, you have to be able to switch off and all of that. But PR is 24-7. The press to never sleeps. To those people, I say, for your mental health, you need to get rid of that notification. <laughs> yeah, fully. <laughs> Turn off notification. But, yeah, so it's like we have that trust in Lang that we know that her loyalty is there. She'll always put the business first and she does the right thing by us always, which I think is, like, super valuable for any employer and it's a trait that Sam and I have always had in every job we've been in. Mm-hmm. We were you. You know what I mean? Like I treated every job I've ever been as though it was my business. But I also think it goes two ways in that like you and Sam have always given me responsibility with things so that I felt like I could see it as like my own business. Yeah, kind of exactly. And our wins have always been your yeah, wins as well. Exactly. You know, it's like we celebrate them as a team. All right. The other question we get, I don't know if any of these are going to get like, just be honest, Whatever. Um, <laughs> Yolo. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I want people to know that this isn't like a me blowing smoke up my ass thing. People are asking these questions and Lang can cards. say, yeah, <laughs> she's under duress. So people are asking about what is the culture it's been like? It looks, is it as good as it looks from the outside? Okay. So I've made some notes. Oh. Courtney did tell me their questions before I came on. Yes. Got to be prepared. Full honesty. <laughs> um, so I think... What we what you see from the outside is probably the highlights reel. Like, Definitely. not that it's bad, but a lot of the times we are just sitting at our desks doing All admin the time. stuff. <laughs> Literally. So, um, but the culture wise, I think, you know, Sam and Courtney have this culture within the building where it's like they really have your backs and they really like our relationship as a team and everything. It's really important to them. And so, you know, if this isn't a real situation. Disclaimer. I'm scared. If I were to get into an argument with one of the clients for some reason, I know that Sam and Courtney would have my back in that situation and they wouldn't just throw me in the deep end and be like, oh, no, she's wrong. You're right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, throw So I think that's really important in terms of our culture. Our team, I would say, is quite a close-knit group of people. Um we do we usually always, hire based yeah, on culture as well, people that have similar like likes and interests to us and that would fit in with our personalities. As um, Lucy and Nikki would say, you can't teach vibes. No, you can't teach vibes. No, That's can't. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we do always like, even interns that we have, we usually try to get like a good vibe from them that's like similar to ours. And so I think the culture is really just yeah that we're very close yeah we're culture very open is important with each to other. Sam and I because we have worked in some horrendous culture-based places mm-hmm. and we learned from like that's not how we ever want our staff to feel 
working in a business. And I don't think that you get the best out of your stuff. And it definitely is a hard line when you are a business owner and you're like, well, you know, like you know, if Lang rocks up late or whatever, it'd be like, oh, you're, you know, you're three minutes late or whatever. And it's like, she works other hours. What's yeah. the big deal? You know what I mean? It's like that line of you want everything very structured and you want everyone to look like they're doing exactly the right thing, but then you have to be a bit more flexible because people need to be, and then you get the best results yeah. from people anyway. You I know? do also feel like a big thing with our team culture is that because we have so many businesses under the one building where we very much work together as a team, like most people in the building will work across multiple businesses. And so we always like help each other out and a lot of people have crossover, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and we encourage crossover, even if it's not something that you would typically be involved in. If we have a big campaign coming up, everybody's allowed to pitch for ideas mm-hmm. if they want to be involved. Um, if you don't want to be involved, you don't have to pitch. There's no pressure. But we try to, like, have that inclusivity thing. And we try and have, like, little events that we all do together to try and get to yeah. know each other better. Obviously, I do some team bonding stuff sometimes in the morning where we play games and that. And oh, it my God, seems we did like- this fun thing in lockdown where Courtney did Spimbledon for <laughs> us. <laughs> It was like I made them play games on Zoom. That was great. Um, And it's just like those little things that kind of bring us all together and get us to become closer and not so like clicky with groups. Mm -hmm. Like we could be left alone with anyone in the building and we'd all be comfortable to chat to one another. You know what I mean? And that's, it's important for us to feel like people, I understand that we all get up in the morning and go like, oh, work today. I'm not going to be ridiculous and think that. (laughs) Um, But Aaron's giving us a face in the corner there. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Um, but I understand that's unrealistic. Everyone would rather just like go to the beach, not me personally. Um, but you know, I'd rather go shopping than come to work every day, but it's not like it's because it's the workplace. No. And I know what it's like to dread to go to a workplace and we'd never want our staff to have to do that. You know, and that's, I think even, and one thing that's like a testament to Sam, because it does really flow from the top, Mm -hmm. that if anybody fucks up, it lands on Sam and I, or mostly Sam, Mm -hmm. and he will take the heat for it. And, you know, if you fucked up yesterday, Sam won't even remember tomorrow what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, we deal with it then, we move on. No one's holding on to things. We're not like remembering every mistake you've ever made. Um, And that's important to feel like people can have second chances with yeah. things. And so it's like realistic. Fresh start yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, next question. How would Lang describe Sam and I as bosses? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very good bosses. I think what's really important with, um, I guess, more so Courtney than Sam, like how the business is set up, I guess, is Courtney and Sam obviously own Spin and Co together, but how it's set up, I guess, Courtney sits out with us and so she is – I guess, more where we go to for the day-to-day questions and stuff. So it's almost like she's one of the team rather than our boss, which is really good because we can just ask those nothing questions that we would never go to Sam for. And then Sam kind of is like, the big head honcho that ticks yeah. off on all the major things, I guess. Yeah, like he's president and I'm vice president vibes. <laughs> <laughs> You're out with the plebs the in the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, what do you wish uni taught you about PR? Um, one big thing that I wish that uni prepped me for or like taught me, I guess, is, um, the importance of just like immersing yourself in the media. Like I find it so helpful just like reading magazines and reading publications, reading newspapers, like it's so simple, but like uni doesn't really even tell you that you should do that, which I feel like is such an easy, simple thing that I think you, you think you're going to write a press release and then just send it, hit send to the Gold Coast Bulletin and then, and then you know, the they'll editor's write the story. back. Yeah, <laughs> but it's actually like, well, you have to figure out who this story is going to appeal to the most yeah. within the Gold Coast Bulletin and you 100%. have to find their contact details and it's like a whole thing. I also do wish I had done more like journalism subjects. I See, think I did a lot of journalism yeah, subjects. Yeah, so I think it's really important to understand the journalist side of things because they're the ones you're pitching to. So if you can understand what they have to do for their jobs and their KPIs and stuff, then it makes the pitching side of it Yeah, easier. and that's like when, when you first started, I sat down and doing like journalism courses for yeah. you. I'm like, this is how you write a story. I was like, why did I do an accounting course? <laughs> yeah, you know, when we, for example, like we, some of our first stories that we wrote, press releases, they ended up like copying and pasting it like oh into God, the I paper. Know, yeah. And we were like, oh my God. And that was really the wake up call that it's like the more work we can do in this press release, the less work the journalist has to do, the more chance we'll get a writing. Of, but now obviously it's more about like knowing the angle. You can't just mm-hmm. call a press release a, like a journalist and be like, hey, this is happening. Yeah. Because you think like, what's the story they're going to write? What would the headline be? When you call them, you think like, hey, this is the angle. Yeah. I know the story already. 100%. And that's really important. Um, the, your favorite thing about your job? 
Favourite thing about my job is probably that it's always so different. Like I would, I wouldn't be able to go into a job that's like the same thing every day. I think I would get very bored in that. And I think I wouldn't be able to apply myself fully to that. Um, I am like quite a creative person, I guess. So I like that I can use that you know, sense in my job, like getting creative with press angles or like, you know, pitching campaigns or like getting creative with social content. So I love that I can do that. So probably that. Cool. What are your best and worst moments at work? (laughs) My worst moment. (laughs) (laughs) My worst moment. I had that fight that we had that one day. Okay. Yes. That was like our biggest. (laughs) And then came back the next day. (laughs) (laughs) I quit temporarily. Um, that was probably my worst moment just because like... That, and that fight was literally the example that I gave earlier where it was like laying always like, no, the pink. And I'm like, no, the blue. And I literally was like, can you just do what I'm asking without coming back at me for everything? And, and then was it was like, like I'm like, out of here. I have more things to come back with that I had more things to come back with. And it was just like, I feel like Nick was there at that Nick point. Nick was there. And there I, had, like, I had driven him into work. And I remember I left and he texted me. He was like, so are you going to come pick me up at the end of the day? <laughs> Clean up my desk because I'm never coming back. (laughs) Um, My best day? I don't have like a best day. I think like the best thing for me is when... What's best moment? Oh, well, uh, the best moments for me, I guess, is when clients are really happy with the outcome of what you've got. So like, um, I guess an example is we've just signed Naked Harvest and they really wanted to be in the Gold Coast Bulletin. And when that piece came out, they were just super happy. And that always makes me really happy. Oh, that's good. Uh, Most important skill you need in your job? Okay, I've got three. Oh. So I think multitasking is really important, um, especially like in my role specifically. Um, every client has something that's the most important thing that they think is top of your list. So I guess multitasking and managing that, which leads into prioritizing and organizing. So yeah, very important to prioritize my day. And like I would do it probably several times throughout the day, sit again and think like, what are my priorities now? Um, and networking, which is something that we had to really learn, like I yeah, found it very it scary at the start, but it's so important in our industry. Yeah, we're doing so much better at that I now. Know, look, look at us, us go. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. If you could change one thing about the way Sam and Courtney operate, what would it be? I can't believe Someone who really asked threw this that question. in there. I know. Hit me up in the DMs because like, wow. <laughs> oh, Aaron saying it was him. It was not Aaron. <laughs> He's like, I hope she asked me that when he, I'm on because I have some things to say. <laughs> um, look, I truly believe that if I were to change anything in how Sam and Courtney operated, we wouldn't be where we are today. Like, I do feel like there was things that maybe we look back on and we're like, we should have done that differently, but maybe we didn't learn from that. And then maybe we didn't end up here if we didn't do that. So I think one thing that like we would all in the whole building would say more prep time, things less being last minute. But the fact that those things have been last minute and what means that we're able to be agile and flexible, which other agencies are not able to do. And it's like the cornerstone of who we are. We're we're able to be on our feet and think really fast. Exactly. But if we had everything like with six months to plan, we wouldn't be able to be like that. So it's, yeah, even the things that like are the hardest about our job are the best things about why we're good. It's a bit of a cliche, but it's kind of like if you hadn't made any of the mistakes or anything that we'd made, then you wouldn't have learned from it and we probably didn't have the skills that we have now. Yeah, exactly. Um, People are asking, so I'm just going to quickly give some context to this. Um, There was a spider incident um, Uh, a year or so ago. So you were driving in the car with Aaron and a spider jumped on the dashboard and then Aaron started filming that moment. Yes. And it was just like crawling on the dashboard and then do you want to take over? Yeah, so it kind of jumped onto my steering wheel. Um, and then you posted it on TikTok. Posted it on TikTok and then Aaron posted it on Reels. It kind of like blew up on both platforms. Um, like the press were calling. Yeah. You were on the, the like morning show. We were on Sunrise. Um, <laughs> we were going to be on Have You Been Paying Attention? But we got cut last minute. Oh, sad. Um, but and yeah. What, what is the aftermath from that incident? Um, look, to be honest, <laughs> full disclosure. Ooh. Where I park my car at my house is right next to a bush that has a lot of spider webs on it. You have to about this. I'm triggered every single day. I continue to email the real estate to come and send a gardener in to trim it back because there's so many spider webs, but the gardeners are scared of it. So I just keep getting spider webs all over my car. Well, I and I just hearing this story. But what's the aftermath in like <laughs> risk the, my life? Every I day. think one thing it is a big lesson in because like you put it on your TikTok and it got how many views? And it got like 50,000. And Aaron put it on reels and he got four million views and your TikTok and Instagram accounts don't like 
let me know if I'm wrong, didn't really increase in followers very much. Not really. Based on how many views you got. 800 followers. Aaron got like have they become followers. Have they become dedicated followers that you feel are engaged with things? Probably not. I think it was a good lesson in the fact that everybody wants to have that viral moment on mm-hmm. social media, but if it's not like something you're following through and Aaron's content isn't spiders of Australia all the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not like, we should crikey, pivot to that, look what happens in Australia. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's 100%. like, it's a good lesson. I think some people think like if I said that one video that goes viral, 100%. it's going to change everything. But Maybe actually back in the day, that would have yeah, been a thing. Exactly, but social but media now. has changed so much that now it just does nothing. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. So interesting there. All right. Next up, we have... A question. We're finishing with tangible tips. We're done with the questions. Okay, that was okay, pretty, I mean, okay. most of them were just about our relationship, to be honest. So I was like, well, okay, anything else, guys? People are really worried about us. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just like pretty boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't actually um, work together that much. So anymore. we're going to finish with some tangible tips. So okay. we we get asked. I'm not. I don't want to like be flexing or whatever it is, guys. No, but flex away. We get. Thanks, <laughs> my hype girl over here. We get. <laughs> Emails all the time. We can walk into Mecca and people are hitting us for up for work. LinkedIn DMs, DMs all the time. We get – what people see on the outside from our social media is that Spin & Co is like the place to be if you work in this industry, which it is. But it is. it's also very like boring here day to day. You've got to do – people don't see the hard work that goes into yes. it. They see the flashy events and all the influencers the coming highlights. in and out. Yeah, of course. Um, but it is obviously like we all love working here. Um, but <laughs> we get asked a lot about like – how do I work at Spin & Co? What do I have to do to work at Spin & Co? So I thought maybe we could maybe give a few tips on okay. that. From my perspective, um, it's definitely showing yourself apart a little bit, I think. Agree. Like the people that we have hired in-house here have been interns. Mm-hmm. Four of you have been interns. Yeah. Yeah. So four, four, four people that have worked here have been interns. Um, other people have come from relationships we already built but then others kind of like showed us something very different in the interview mm-hmm. I think and like we're head and shoulders above the rest in what they brought to the table so instead of just rocking up to the interview and answering the questions they were like oh I've looked into this and I'm recommending this they were just very proactive I think, in it. I think as well because we work in such a creative industry when there's creativity shown in an interview process or like a application process it really stands out to us because that's part of what we're looking for. Yeah, and I think knowing who Sam and I does really help. One of the 100%. staff members that we've had like used to work in a store that Sam would frequent all the time and she would go up and talk to him and engage. And then when I went in there, she talked to me. And mm-hmm. so when she applied for jobs, I was like, oh, yeah, that's her. You know, it was about like getting to know us better rather than sending a copy and paste reference letter. Yeah. Oh, not reference letter, a cover letter that's like you don't really know anything about our clients, you don't know anything about us. And like obviously that's great when we're looking for someone who's specifically school-based. So, for mm-hmm. example, Bruno for graphic designer, it didn't really matter that he didn't know Sam's favourite TV show because <laughs> we need him to be a graphic designer. But when someone is fitting into more that like assistant to the marketing role or those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. We need someone to feel like they know what's happening here and they want to be a part of that. And so I think it's like thinking outside the box a little bit and also staying on top of our socials. That's where we usually put ads. I do think as well, like in this day and age, like, um, I mean, I don't know about most industries, but like we've moved so much past the traditional, like, here's my resume and cover letter. Now come in for an interview. Now stage yeah. two interview. Like, I mean, Sam asks in the interview, what TV shows do you watch? Mm-hmm. What influences do you follow? Like we, we ask things for the cultural fit to see yeah. like, you know what I mean? If they're like, we don't own a TV. It's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's obviously fine for everybody, but for us, like to fit in with like who we are as people and we're so immersed in this like celebrity, pop culture, PR, all of it's like connected that you're going to be like on the outside of things that we're trying to stay on top of if you're not immersed in that culture. If you don't like the Kardashians, <laughs> just don't, don't respect bother. the Kardashians. <laughs> don't bother. Yeah, so I think it's like that. I think it's also showing that you've got, yeah, that go-getter attitude. That would be like definitely I was going to say, I wrote down like, that you're passionate and driven. Like I think something that we've always hired off is like you can teach someone how to search for influences. You can teach someone how to write an email, write a press release, but you can't teach someone to like be passionate about their job and like be driven to strive for their best and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think a job in PR generally we were asked about that and I don't know because all I've done is 
Spin & Co. And that's all you've ever done in PR. Yeah. So we don't even really have advice for getting job in PR. But from what I've seen in the industry and, you know, like obviously we're close to people like Roxy Jasenko who have agencies, everyone says that it's that go-getter thing and loyalty is so yes. important as I well. I also think another thing is like you have to be willing to just – be flexible in your job role. Like yeah. nine to five is not a thing. Nine to five is not a thing, but also like just because you're a publicist, like sometimes I'll have to go search for a shirt for something. Yeah, like, exactly. You just got to roll with the punches a little bit. Yeah, um, like there's no job. I mean, and Roxy and Sam are both very like that where, you know, Sam will be doing the job that you know, maybe the assistant typically might do, but he'll get down and do it if yeah. he has to. You know what I mean? I think even business owners need to do that. Yeah. But you never can be precious and you're like, no, I'm the account director. Yeah. I'm not going to pick up the chocolates for the shoot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's just like you got to get what you – You got to do what you got to do. invaluable yes. in every job you're in and Good treat one. it like it's your own business. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And sometimes that is not very re- rewarding because the owners may not value all the stuff that you're putting in. But in the long run, you will show people and you'll make connections and you'll build these skills that that is a really good trait for you to carry through with you wherever you go. And mm-hmm. eventually someone will value that you treat their business like their own exactly. and how important that is. You have to like really show it in that way. Especially you know I mean? little things like that, like picking up chocolates for a shoot or something. Yeah. You know, it's something that no one wants to do. So like if you're the person that puts up your hand to do it, then it's like, oh, that person's kind of willing to do whatever. They're not. Yeah. Precious. You know, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I thought also, because not everybody is like an employee, some people own businesses that listen to this podcast. I thought maybe we could do some um, tips for getting press. Okay. I wrote down like my main tips All that right. I've learned over the go. years. There's a gold, guys. I haven't heard them yet, but I'm assuming since you're good at your job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my first one is to do your research. So um, I think years, I can't even remember how long ago, years ago, we used to pay for this service where you would get kind of every publication and who worked there and stuff. We found that it never got updated. Like it just was so out of date all the time. Well, this industry, especially now with COVID, people are changing from the crime department to the entertainment department, the obituaries to the editor, like every few days. It's crazy. And then they go to this publication to another. That one's now closed. Now they've moved over here. Now they've got their own online blog. You know, it's like everything changes so much in this industry. And one thing that I found is that a lot of the information that you're looking for is free and accessible to you. So, you know, do your research, read the publications that you want to be in, like read articles by the journalists, see what they're into. So I've done examples like, you know, if a publication's always writing about The Bachelor, that probably means they're getting a lot of people click onto those kind of articles. So can you pivot your story to be something about The Bachelor? You know, include that so it makes it a bit more relevant for that publication and tailor it to that publication. Yeah, so like you wouldn't send a story about your pub opening up down the road to a place that constantly writes stories about pop culture. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's going to be the local paper. Yes. You know, so you have to remember you're tailoring it to who it is and don't just send it to everybody that works there and no. then hope you get a hit. People, get, Journalists get annoyed. No, yes, they do. And one thing that I found as well is to like, if you kind of build those relationships, which builds into my second one, that relationships are so important. If you kind of build your relationships and, you know, you're interacting with journalists on Twitter and Instagram, you start learning what they're into, what they're interested in. You can then kind of tailor your pitch to them. Of all the industries, weirdly, journalists are on Twitter in Australia. Just so you know, it's a weird thing that they are. It's a very strange thing. And I feel like it's the easiest way to connect with them because the Australian public isn't on Twitter. So they're not getting bombarded with comments and messages and stuff. And so... Yeah, if you're interacting with journalists and stuff, you kind of learn what they like, learn what they like to write about, and then you can pivot your pitch to that. Um, And then my third tip is to get creative. So I think every journalist probably gets a release that's five leggings that you need this winter. Whereas like, how can you get creative with that and make it a bit different? Like, do you send someone into the offices wearing the leggings and then hand it out to all the people in the office. Like how can you get people's attention so it's not just another press release that they archive in their emails? All good tips. All right, Lang, (laughs) let's go to the next segment. What gets Lang fired up? (laughs) One thing that really – it's a bad fire up. Oh, okay. I've gone with that angle. Um, One thing that really gets me fired up is when people complain about something constantly and they do nothing to try to fix it. I feel – Seen, heard, and attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me really annoyed. Like, you know, if 
people are complaining about their boyfriend all the time to me and then I'm just like, just break up with them, break up with them, break up with them and they just don't do it. I'm There's like, I'm done. Honestly, that we both have that. <laughs> <laughs> you do hate that. Yeah. You're like, take action. Do something. All right. What is your attitude of gratitude, Lang? Um, I'm grateful for my job. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated to say it's that. It's such a lame one, but I am. Like, I do feel quite lucky with my job. I think, you know, it's Sam and Courtney are quite flexible with me now. I think I've built that trust with them where, you know, I'll be like, I'm not in in the morning. I'm out at a client and they just trust that I am. <laughs> Oh I am. Now I feel like I shouldn't be trusting that you are the way you said that. But like you, you're just destroying behind the scenes. I'm so I don't need you there. <laughs> I think I'm at a point now where I'm quite independent in my job, and so like it just makes me feel like you and Sam have complete trust in me to do what I've got to do. Yes, exactly. All right. So obviously we always finish with the thought of the week. But before I get in first, I want to say thank you so much for jumping on and coming down. You're getting paid obviously. So it was a good <laughs> deal for you, wasn't it? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. And um, I think that we'll do a few of these with a few of the staff. I think it's a bit interesting to get all the different sides of the things that we do here. So thanks for joining us and being honest. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> All right, before we finish up, we've got the thought of the week. And this week's comes from Howard Schultz. Success is best when it's shared. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I'll be back next Tuesday with a new app. But in the meantime, get back to work and protect the skin you're in. Follow me on Instagram at Courtney Mangan and at Shivers Fire. Subscribe and share. Bye.